is an established musician, composer and audio producer. Mentored by his late mother Rangiria Headley, a renowned Taungapuro artist and lecturer, Reti inherited her knowledge of Taungapuro. Reti has progressed this precious knowledge further with a degree at Wintech, which he now incorporates into his life and his band Ia, helping to open up a space for Māori musicians to make both Taungapuro and Te Reo Māori more accessible to the public. Fakaromo Maira. Thank you for joining us today to Kōrero, uh, Whakawhiti Kōrero, uh, Whakawhiti Whakaro, i raro i te kaupapa, i te korowai, i te maru, o tēnei mea te, te taonga puoro, uh, e mihi ana ki a koe. Uh, would you like to start us off with a karakia? Aye, aye. Ka tika, me tīmata i runga i te tika me te pono, no reira... Uh, e takutua hene, uh, e te hunga mātaki-taki, uh, e te, te tuakana Morgan tēnā, tuohupane, kapikaru, me takutaku ai tātau. E pare e pare e tītoko ana tātau ki ngā whāwhanga-whanga. Tukuna i tātau ki ngā rangi, ki ngā tūmotu-motu, ki tuo o te awe māpara, a hoki mai atu ki a mātau te tangataha, te awe kiko-kiko. Everything. Um, it's so awesome to to see you again, Tingane. It's been a while. Ah, And in and around Tauntanga Poro, I think, well, probably a year now since we last uh, connected um, with the Haumanu website release. Um, but Tina, we've got a few questions uh, to run through. Tina, whakamohio mai kōwai koe, nōhea koe, a bit of background in, in your life uh, in Tauntanga Poro. Uh, tika tau, kua roa te wā takutua hini. Mm. Uh, I remember... Uh, sharing the stage with you back with the home manu whānau. It's a, a kaupapa that I'm really humbled to be a part of. And it was really, really awesome to share that moment with you mm. Mm. and to also cast back to uh, all the mātanga pūoro from days gone by. Oh, nice. And to answer your question, who am I? Ko āreti. Mm. Well, he uri no ngā pai maunga, he uri no ngā tai toke toke rau, uh, tai rākau manga manga, 
Uh, on my mother's side, I'm from Ruapehu. I'm from Tongariru. Mm. On my father's side, I'm from Tokero. I'm from Rakau Manga Manga. I spent most of my youth growing up under Tongariru. Uh, Heuri te nei o Ngāti Tūru Mākina mm. i ai ki ngā reke reke o Tongariru. On my mother's side, we have a little kohanga reo over there mm-hmm. in Tongariro. Uh, Ngāti Hikairo ki Tongariro is the hapu there, Ngāti uh, Rākei Poho. And uh, I spent my youth there, grew up in the kohanga reo there over in Papakai, Papakai kohanga reo, which mm. is uh, something that my mother, Rangiria, helped to set up. And uh, from there, I... I sent myself over. Well, I didn't. <laughs> you know, my mātua. Ko oku mātua piripono ki o rau uh, ahurea. Mm. Uh, Māori mai, tauiwi mai. Engari ko te taha Māori i koropupu ki roto i uh, oku mātua. Mm. Uh, nō reira i tipu ai au i roto i te kohanga reo me te kura kaupapa. Mm-hmm. Uh, ko te kura kaupapa, when I grew up, my uh, primary school was Te Whakareo o Te Reo Tūwharetoa, which is over there in Taupo, so we had to catch the bus every morning from Tūrangi. <laughs> and um, spent an hour heading on over to our kura kaupapa there. During those times, I had a lot of time spent with my my fire, my mother. <laughs> and she was, she was living at the time in Rotorua. And doing a lot of learning and a lot of rangahau around Tao Māori, Tikanga Māori, Te Reo Māori. And it was it was around about this time where I could see there was a thirst for puoro Māori. Mm. You know, i toko ake te pikoko o ngā puoro. And that's when I was introduced to my first puoro. Mm. Tell us about and, it, Tingane. Oh, man, it was awesome. I was really, really young. We were over in Rotorua at the time. Mm. And I remember going to this little wānanga. I don't remember too many of the faces, but I remember some of the kids who were there. Mm. But anyway, that was the one of the first, the earliest memories I have of, uh, you know, haututu, of uh, rā weke weke <laughs> i e nei taonga. Mm. And the first time I got to have actual far uh, uh, far on was the um, the kuko the porotiti oh. actually no no it was oh, more of a porotiti. Aye, aye. It was then that uh, I was introduced to te ao puoro. Can you remember who, alongside your mama? Um, were, were there? I, uh, there was a kava, mm. and he was a matua from, from Tarawa. What 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 you have to remember is at that time, I was about four or five. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> so, so I was very 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 young. Yeah, and you had the porotiti. I I, I can I can remember, learning how to play and how to how to sing with 
the well, no, no, make the porotizi sing, mm. you know. Mm. And um, I also remember hearing about early kōrero, about the porotizi and its connection to uh, vibrations yes. and and its oro being uh, a resonant frequency for hope water. Kilda, kilda, you know, and and and, and yes. We were learning about puro, but at the exact same time, we were le- learning about pu kōrero as well. Ana, you ana. know, because when you learn about pu oro, kaheke hoki mai a pu rako, mm-hmm. and, and and so that was that was that journey. Yeah. Um, from there, I was lucky enough to to move to Waikato, Ihunuku, Kōaukotahi, uh, Kitetaho, Tokifaya. I haere ia ki uh, te whare wānang o Waikato, uh, hei tauira i kātahi, kārua i puta hei uh, kai arahi, hei kai ako, hei tumu mm-hmm. ako mō te whare wānang o Waikato. Mm-hmm. I roto i, I tēnei ao mm-hmm. o te pūoro. Yes. So it was when we moved to Waikato that my mother had really immersed herself Mm. In te pūoro, composing, uh, learning, researching, and also teaching. Mm. Playing and making also, yeah? Correct, mm. yes. And along with composing, along comes playing, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. And te pūoro was, at that time, going through a period of renaissance, mm-hmm. In Aotearoa, mm-hmm. around that time, we're talking, we're talking early nineties, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really starting to to move and shake, and and it was due to all the efforts of all of those greats, yeah, um, that this was happening, and that you and I were being exposed mm-hmm. to the beautiful voices of Henerauke Tauri. Rau kata uh-huh. mea, ine uh-huh. te iwa iwa, ine pūtehue. Mm. We were very lucky to benefit from that era. Ama, ama, ama. I mean, you know, that revitalization in that time helped whakaki ngā kete, uh, but uh, also tūrapu i te mea ngaro, and that mea ngaro is almost normalised today. Mm. Uh, in the t- in terms of Tongapuro being brought into our mainstream or dominant stream, as I've learned, but at the moment it's popular to be Maori. Um, it's popular to know things about Rongoa. Uh, it's popular to know Tongapuro, mm. and if we think about all those years before. Then today, you know, ara te utu o ngā keke o, o, o aua tohunga i aua rā, a, a Rangiria, a, a Hirini mā, a Richard mā. And I am really humbled to be a part of our continued whakarauora i, I tēnei ao o te Tangapuro uh, with mm. our ui ui that we're sharing at this point in time. Um, e mihi ana ki a koe uh, e te tūngane, kua, kua wātea, kua whaiwā, uh, i tō ao, busy as, probably, always, <laughs> and I'm really excited to share the kōrero of you, Reti Headley, um, but to also remember the kōrero of, of your mama, of Rangiria, um, and I only had the privilege of knowing a little part of Rangiria in the time of Te Aotaonga Pūro. 
and I remember distinctly uh, when I was learning Tonga Puro how how intimate she was with her Tonga. Um, she carried carried her Tonga around in her containers, and um, <laughs> and one kakahu needed to cover this particular Tonga Puro, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and this kakahu needed to cover this to- particular Tonga Puro, and and then. And the putorino had to go in first, and then the you know so all of the, the <laughs> like a little bit of a Tetris, but you know if you got it wrong, <laughs> yeah. oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know all of these small small learnings, um, I have developed this in, immense passion for Tonga Puro today, and it's all because of your mama. And um mm. and her her learnings and her teachings uh for from the Farewana Waikato, but you know, your corner that you've just shared about even before that, mm. you know, you as a four year old being uh, having access to our Tonga mm. to Kuiho, um and how cool is it today that we get to um, enjoy this as an everyday something. Yes. So true. Fill in the gaps, Tingani. What what has happened since you were four into now in terms of Tongapuro? How has it influenced your your ara, your life, your journey today? Patai nui tera. Um, you know, because that's a big gap. <laughs> you know, because you're big really gap old. No, no. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> because I am I am reaching. But, you know, uh, heading back to your partai, wow. Taonga Puro began as an experience, Mm. you know, as a young Māori boy learning and experiencing what Taonga Puro was in the 90s. Mm. And growing up with that, wow, that was... That was attending wānanga. That was being partial to kōrero and pūro sessions that would just unfold mm. because, you know, you, you, you're you just around them and you're there whilst other pūro uh, practitioners are having their wānanga and are playing and practicing together and this, and so that was most of my life mm. and it wasn't really until I got to my teenage years till I started picking up a passion for music mm. you see and so what ended up happening was puro became this background thing in my life now I have to say that at that time, you know, taitama, taiohi, ahaui, wā. My mother was in full swing. <laughs> her her puoro was a part of her life in and out. It was mm-hmm. ingrained in her DNA at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a lecturer. She was a performer. She was a composer. She was... She was also heavily involved in conservation, which is Anna. which I think ties in to Tao Puro mm-hmm. because, like I said earlier, and I mentioned this, uh, you know, it, it went through a 
uh, a renaissance, a resurgence. And you said it quite plainly, you know, i, I whakarauora, e nei mātanga pūoro, i te aupūoro. These guys, they were rescuing mm. this heritage of ours. And so at that point, okay, that that was the centre of rangiria headly, mm. was to research, was to perform, was to uh, participate in the renaissance of Tao Puro. And you know, the thing, the, here's the real, here's, let's be real about it. <laughs> let's be real about it. When you grow up with whānau, and your whānau just happens to be your koro, or your mama, or your papa, or your nana, or your karani papa, or whoever it is, to you, that's that's who they are. Mm. Ki ngā hapu, ki ngā iwi, <laughs> ki ngā marea, o te motu, they are much bigger than that. <laughs> but you don't know that at the time though. Ana. You know? Because you grow up with that world and and you become ignorant. You become desensitized to who these people are. They because that that's your mama, that's your matua, that's mm. you know, that's that's the fire who gives me the growling. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, there's those are our whānau. And so it's so interesting to think that as a teenager, all these people around me mm. participating in the fakarauora or ngā reo puoro, I didn't, I couldn't grasp how important mm. and how sacred that time was. Mm. I was too young. I couldn't grasp it. Mm, we weren't to know that, you know, I, and I think about times when we're in wānanga, uh, it could be any wānanga, whānaua, hapua, iwirane, and, you know, you're two in the morning and you're learning karakia or you're learning whakapapa. Mm-hmm. Some people fall to sleep and some people stay awake. Some people are present and some people are not. And that's just how it is. You know, it's not the time um, when, you know, when you're off having a moi, it's not your time to learn. And Yet. that's okay. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. okay. And how cool is it that you have all of these memories as a pakeke, looking back, you can go, that's why I did this or that's why, you know, um, and how um, much aroha uh, we have for all of the learnings and the teachings from our past and from our tohunga, yeah. Mm. I was thinking about uh, kōrero that Rangiria talk, talk to me about you and Mokena, your brother, playing. Because um, you love playing guitar, right? Eh? That, is, that, mm-hmm. is that how you got into your music side? Was was from the guitar, your passion for music? It definitely was the vehicle to access Western music. Mm. Mm. The guitar was a way that I could understand and learn Western musical theory, Anna. how Tauiwi saw music. Anna. And it wasn't my first instrument, though. Oh, okay. you, know, I, you know, I actually had loved singing, loved playing the drums. Mm. And um, guitar, just when I started learning it, it seemed so easy to me. Mm. And um, hmm, it was really awesome to help me learn music, a theory. Oh, no. The art. Oh, eh? 
And oh. you went, you did a, if I can remember, you went to WinTech. Aye. Put pen to paper. <laughs> put pen to paper. Yeah. Um, and what was your, your qualification there? Uh, it was a Bachelor of Media Arts. Oh, yes. And is that where you learnt more about recording your own content? I learnt the program. I learnt the machine. I learnt how to do it all. At that age, I had this big machine and... I was really, really lucky and I learned how to use it. Yes. Because, you know, you have a wah, a tipu mai, you pull away mai te ipurangi. So I had I had Uncle Google at access <laughs> it even at that age, you know, and learned all those programs. And so anyway, fast forward to uh, WinTech. Mm. I was only growing that, that Initial, skill. yeah. I that skill that I already had had planted. Hey, ito te kano kiroto o ngatau taiohi tai tamatanga a ipua wai kiroto yoku tau pakeke tai pakeke tanga. So it was definitely WinTech that taught me to hone my skills, to develop my ability to produce, to hear the sound. Uh, produce the sound, refine the sound, develop the sound, EQing, compression, mastering, mixing, all of that technical stuff. WinTech helped me hone those skills. And was that the time you um, started a band or had you already been in a band? Tell us about that. I, well, I had been playing in a lot of bands leading up to WinTech, but mm. by the time I had gotten to WinTech, I was playing in a band called Knights of the Dub Table and we had a lot of good fun times yes. over the years. Still managed to catch up with the brothers and we often tour every summer. Mm. And we got together around the same time I was le- learning those production skills. Mm. And so we pulled together a few singles, managed to release some uh, content online and from there, we grew our band. And yes. I've been playing in the same band ever since, and I think we're coming up to about 12 years. Yeah, it'll be that since I heard, just because I'm small. small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I was one of those, um, what do you call them when you go around and you follow a band? What are those called? Uh, fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was, was thinking. A fan. I wrote, oh, what a groupie. A groupie. Oh, my head. Tino groupie. Hey. Tino groupie. Four nights at the dub table. <laughs> I was, um, yeah, and no, I remember driving your mama and um, your auntie, Auntie Frog, around uh, um, to all our all the gigs in Hamilton and Waikato. Uh, yeah, I was uh, an avid supporter of Nights at the Dub Table. <laughs> and even your, your uh, when you transitioned through to. Um, more of just, I think it was just you, eh, um, in the next transition before coming into your current status uh, in Te Aupuoro. Hi. Mm. Hi. Through those stages, you know, I picked up a lot of skills and mm. grew a lot as as an artist and a musician, um, kind of maybe about 
five years ago, uh, there was a there was a point where Tao Maori was really making some moves mm. in Aotearoa, where artists like Ria were starting to emerge, like Macy mm. were really starting to emerge as 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 these juggernaut artists. Mm. You know, there, there, there's a few other names I can think of. There was um, uh, Mr. Waipara. Tama. Tama. Mm, Anna. Mm. Tama Waipara. Ah, Tawa Wiri Wiri no Tekaha. Oh, Rob. Rob Ruhan. Rob. Rob. <laughs> Anna. Ko Rob. Um, so, 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 you know, at that time, there were these emerging juggernauts. Who we we get to benefit from now, hey bro, straight ama, up. Ama. You know they they bless us with all their goodness. Can't but, but but when I when I think back to those times, I also remember seeing the influence their music was having on Aotearoa as a a big reach mm. and. It had, I think, it had a lot to do with ipurangi. Ana, and uh, I think their status in Te Ao Māori, uh, and then cracking it in the mainstream or the dominant stream, mm-hmm. um, just kind of the reach was even further, right? Mm. And then hearing Tonga Puro in and around some of the waiata, and now in in your ropu, I, I mean. Tangaporo is a part of your life and it's normal every day. Um, but to be able to incorporate that in your Rupu Waiata, um, did you want to share a bit more about that specialist reel? I, I want to call it specialist because I, Anna, um, Katika he tonga tukuiho. <laughs> and um, to be able to hono the two together is, I feel, amazing. Mm. It really comes down to how, as as a musician, mm-hmm. I've been able to inherit a lot of these tanga, and now being in a time where I've grown up with, as I was saying before, these these juggernauts of mm. of, of, of musicians who have helped to normalise Tao Maori in the music scene. It's opened up a space for more puro musicians to be able to compose using our Māori instruments as well as our real Māori. Because what Rob and his contemporaries have shown is that our real is accessible to the public and and I'm keen to bring our puro Mm. into that space. Mm -hmm. Kia ora. And I think what we need to do as puro musicians is we need to be able to gather together all of our musical skills and talents, mm. pull them all together, right, as a collective mm. and grow music from there. And so I'm, I'm really, really keen on working with a lot of other uh, musicians to be able to collaborate uh, on that level mm. uh, because I think that as we collaborate and influence each other, we learn more and more about how to innovate and compose 
uh, as musicians. And for me, that means puoro, how to write and compose as a puoro musician. And, you know, I grew up with puoro and learned about the pūrāko that come with them, learned about the whakapapa that come with the specific voices, mm. uh, and, and then and then learned some um, various pūrāko pertaining to various iwi and hapu. Mm. And, and this all enriches your understanding of pūoro and being able to connect that with musicians. Um. That, I'm keen on that. Yes, 100%. I'm really, really keen on trying to bring out puro as the main instrument within compositions. You know that. Ah, right? no. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. I can't wait till it's a normal thing to um, to hear and see and feel uh, in every in our everyday lives and and, and not only our Spotify playlists but uh, in our mainstream what we're hearing on the radio. How about the, I mean, we specialise in tongapuro and all all kind of facets. Uh, we're already talking about it now, but do you have any pūrāko or tikanga or atua um, that is at the forefront of your whakaro each time you pick up a tongapuro um, or is there like a ritual that you do? Um, is there an ara that you take when you are thinking about composition and the use of tongapuro, is there a pūrāko that you go, oh, yeah, that's right, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because of this? Gee, there was like, you packed three <laughs> pātai into one pātai there. That was a big oh, one. Oh, taku he, pātai. All right, let's let's go back. Let's re, uh, re-ask that question. <laughs> Are there any <laughs> are there any pūrāko, tikanga atuarane, um, that you think about when you're composing? Well, I know, um, you know, when I think of pūrāko, pūoro, you know, I'm thinking about ngā ōrokohanga o ngā, ngā momo pūoro. Mm. Nga whakapapa e hono hono ana i ngā pūoro ki ngā uh, tamariki arangi a papa. Mm. Ngā uri a ngā atua. Because, you know, we're talking about reo atua, oro atua here. Mm. Mm. And I had a I had a quick kōrero with a brother... A few years back, I wasn't even in Aotearoa. I was somewhere in a jungle somewhere, and, but but I had to have mm-hmm. this quick hui with someone about some learnings that I had around uh, oro mm. and its origins. And I remember vividly learning about there's really three parts to thinking about oro. Mm. There's the space that the oro is going through and and as oro travels it spreads its maori mm. as it travels right and so there's actually an atua that governs that that process mm. 
Mm. Um, I don't even know the name of the atua. And to my defense, that person couldn't even tell me on that day either. Mm-hmm. And that person was my mum. So, <laughs> you know, it's not even it's not even my fault. <laughs> but that was the first one, was mm. the distance. And then the next one, which was given to us through Tafaki, was the rangi. And this is this is quite interesting because you know, we, we talked earlier, my sis, about how I had grown up learning about the theories of Tawiwi. Mm. You know, and they talk about in in their theories, mm. they have 12 notes. Right. You know, on the piano, you, if you go from C to C, there's 12 notes in between them. Mm. Oh, boy. And what I find interesting about that is then when we, we talk about Ngarangi tu ha ha, mm, mm. well, there were actually 12. Mm. And so that, and that's the same kōrero. So Ngarangi. Kei roto i ngā oro atua, mm. there's actually 12 rangi tu ha-ha before you get to ngā tihi o manono mm. kia whai atu i ngā kete o te wānanga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so that I, I find that there's a really interesting link there between ngā rangi. They, pro- they probably lent it off us, I think. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh, there's a whakapapa there. Hey. Ana, ana. You know, that connects us all together. Kia ora. And it goes all the way back to the atua, mm. you know. Um, <laughs> so, yes, they did learn it from us. <laughs> um, so the first was was the, the distance that oro travels. Then there's the rangi, right? Mm. And then the, the third was the meta. I feel maybe tāwhiri might have had a strong influence in the carrying of the oro. Mm. The that tehirangi or tafiri matia is the well the texture, but the weather, the hau and the ha. And if we have, say for example, I use my reel, what's gonna carry my reel to your taringa in this point of time? Atui inga mics We've had a lot of kōrero about aspirations in Tonga Pōro and I, and I can mm. kind of probably sum up uh, a few of the aspirations. But in, in Ōkupu and Yōkupu, what are your aspirations for Tonga Pōro in and around the whare, whānau, hapu, iwi? To be honest, bro, that's an easy one. Around whānau, hapu, iwi, me whāngai i ngā taonga nei ki ngā that's more of a whittle than it is an aspiration <laughs> because it's like our L we can we can speak it as awesomely as we want to. You know, we can pursue our reo to its... Ike, ike, tanga, te, kairangi. Ike, ike, <laughs> tihi, tihi, whakatihinga, you know, and beyond. Mm. But unless you're living and breathing it, mm. as you're participating in it, then it's going to be really, really hard to sustain it when we are gone. Mm, mm. 
I th- I think it's quite quite challenging for us as musicians because what we know is tikanga is something that that you don't want to fatty and when we think of puro let's let's just think for one example the pukaya mm. its primary function would be to alert mm. te whakaara ara i te pā mm. o te whakaara ara i te opetaua o te whakaara ara i te tangata mm-hmm. te whakamatike i te wairua o te riri hoki hey, because the pukaya was definitely an instrument of war that's the tikanga Mm. Hey, there's a lot of tikanga in that. And I've got a few awesome pukorero, purako, that talk about this. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. But when we use a pukaya today, we actually fatty that tikanga every time we use it. Mm. So our challenge as puro artists is how do we maintain and preserve without losing the essence. Because mm-hmm. I am a musician who wants to modernize, who wants to innovate, who wants to find the next frontier, just like Kupe. <laughs> he wanted to find the next frontier and he found Aotearoa, you know. Mm-hmm. But what do you reckon? Like, you know, this is these are my whakaro. Here's my partai to you. How can we as musicians push the boundaries to the next level without puro while maintaining the essence? Is it possible? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Ki te whakakotahi i o tāi, o tirai i tō o tātai whakaro, the more we talk about it, the more we play it, the more we use it, use our tonga puro correctly, mm. uh, the more we're going to learn. And I think if we, you know, our parents are more colonised than us and their parents are more colonised than them and the more tika that we are teaching our kids, the less colonised, you know, the more decolonised they are and mm. the more um, we are growing our, our Māori, whether that be our real our taonga tukuiho, our taharongoa, uh, and our taonga puro. Mm. You know, I I have two children, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and mm. the four-year-old knows hinepute hue because we're growing hue at the moment, you know, mm. so we're actually kei te whakatinana e ngā ahuatanga, ngā tikanga, o te ao, o te taonga puro. And um, he knows four instruments, at least four instruments that are made from Hinepute Hue. And my daughter will go up to our Tonga shelf and she'll pick up the kōauo or pick out the the uh, pongaihu and play it. She puts it to her nose because she mm-hmm. knows it's, knows that's how you play it. And even <laughs> though kare e te whakatangi o a puro, kei te, kei te rongo, kei te rongo uh, i te maramatanga. Uh-huh. And so she will go, with her mouth, <laughs> um, <laughs> imitating. And, uh, you know, just like your mum did with you, she normalised Tonga Puro. And the more we have advocates for our beautiful um, Tonga, 
Uh, I, I think that the further the reach, you know, you talk about the reach, and when we have it with this essence or this passion or uh, this um, intimate knowing of taonga, of our taonga pūra, it's only ever going ever gonna to grow. Kilda. Yeah, I agree. And um, your mahi in um, in around ia and the trailblazing that you're doing with Tonga Puro being at the forefront uh, as the first reel and the main reel of uh, mainstream Puro, you're you're doing exactly that, mm. giving it to the wider ao Puro and the wider listener to then be a normal thing to hear um, in their homes. So mm. you're doing it already, Tungani. Hey. Yeah. Aye. Having a go at it anyways. Yeah, and it's beautiful, you know, um, hearing your waiata from Weherua to mm. Fetu, Pumo, like all of your waiata, I can feel Puro being at the top, at the ti o te maunga. It's, um, you know, it's not just the background reel that we're used to hearing. Uh, so e mihi ana ki a koe e, e te tūngane, mm. because of all the mahi that you're doing, it's only ever going to be better for our uri whakatupu. So thank you. Mm. Hey, whakakapi pia e ni, e ni kōreroa a tāua. Do you have any final kōrero or final tips for our listeners? Well, to all the whānau who know nothing about pūoro and would love to get involved, mm. go hard. Your first challenge is to connect to whakawhanaunga ki ngā tangata e mōhio te hunga matatau ki ngā pūoro. So make those connections to people who are in the know. Mm. Then there's also our musical whānau. Mm. There's plenty of us. Hey, that's you too, Libby. <laughs> you know, you, you're a musical lady yourself. To <laughs> uh, all our musical whānau, explore your musical heritage. Yes, your motea tea are beautiful. Yes, your poi are beautiful. Yes, your haka are Amazing to behold. <laughs> but, you know, your your tupuna had instruments as well. So oh there, there's there's the second one. <laughs> there's a whittle to our musical whanau. And then the last one to all of us participants of Puoro, those of us who are performing, composing, and creating. Now, see, that's the thing. That's a, And then that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily learn about Taupuro is the art of creating mm. puoro. So to all of us practitioners of puoro, kia maya, kia horo u ki e nei taonga, tafia ki te ao, hei hua mo tātou katoa. That's my final message. Kia Kamatua itena, kamatua itena. Tēnā no koe keite tungane moui um, noho pū ki tēnei kaupapa o te ao pūoro. Um, I said earlier and I'm still going to say it, stand by today, right now at this point of time, he hooking a mahara um, and I am humbled to be having our whakawhiti whakaaro, whakawhiti kōrero with you tonight, uh, today at this time, tungane, uh, e mihi ana. Um, 
that concludes our kōrero. Nāui uh, anō i tūwhira i tēnei kaupapa, ka waiho, ki a koe, um, e tehi kupu whakakapi. Tēnā koe, a e te tuahini, e te hunga mātakitaki, tāno atu ki a koe e Morgan, a tēnā tātou katoa. Meino i tātou, i tō mātou matua. Anei tātou e tū ohu nei mui a koe te nei pō. Te nei pō, a whakapipi i a tātou i te nei rangi. Aunua i ngā māherehere i ngā pō rewa rewa i ngā pō hewa hewa ki a mātou te nei rangi. Kia kaua e tau kume kume tia e tau patu patu ki wāinga i a tātou katoa. Ko horowaitia i a tātou i tō aroha i tō manaakitanga moake tonu atu ki a koe te kahame te korori a tanu atu ki ngā nahira pono. A te matua te tama me te wairua tapu. Aia nei ake nei. Aia. Amen. Ai,